When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sunday Showcase, highlighting some of the best audio storytelling found anywhere. All right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Welcome back to Mutual Presents. I'm Jack Ward with my co-host, Penny the Cat. By the look of the clock on the wall, it's Sunday, but it feels like Monday. So it's time for our First Nighter, brought to you by the Monday Matinee. First Nighter was the two-decade radio drama comedy series that aired on various radio stations from 1930 to 1953. And of course, landing on our beloved Mutual Broadcasting System. This week, let's have some fun with Oh Say Can You See and Oh Little Town of Bethlehem. Two O's. So to get this double feature started, let's wind our clocks back to those golden days of radio. A new radio program sponsored by Campana. Grand Hotel. Listen for it. Listen to it. Coming soon. parade of first-nighters heading for the premiere at the Little Theater off Times Square. Yes, top hats and tails, mink coats and sable will mingle in the theater foyer as the newsreel cameras photograph the celebrities who always turn out for an opening on Broadway. Let's not miss a minute of the excitement. It's just a short stroll. Shall we start? Up Broadway, across 42nd Street, and there ahead at the hub of Theaterland is the Little Theater. swing record and volume's that high. Yeah, well, never mind that. Are you going to help me test my radio my machine tonight? Oh, sure thing, Doc. You know, I can't listen to any of that swing music without I just dance all over. Oh, is that so? Yeah, I'm a Nicky for sure. <laughs> well, come on now, move this furniture out of the way. All right. Are you a Nicky, Doc? No, but I know I don't dance all over. Oh, sure, I ought to known. You're a jitterbug. Uh, what'd you call me? Oh, don't get me wrong, Doc. No offensive, Matt. 
It's it's a kind of an endearing term. Chitterbugs is swing saps without scat and go, see? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Now, look, I want that chair placed directly in line with the lens. Yeah, okay, okay. You think it's going to work, Doc? Well, I hope so. This will be an improvement on the x-ray and the fluoroscope. Now, I'm going to get behind the machine and look. And you move that chair as I direct you. Oh, all right. Oh. Now, let's see. Um, move it a little bit to the right, Muggles. A little to the right. Mm-hmm. How's this? Whoa, whoa, that's it. Now, a little bit forward. Yeah, right, right there. Fine, it's focused perfectly. Say, Doc, you'll really be in the door if this machine will show up all the veins and muscle and liniments in the body, huh? Well, I hope so. George has been awfully patient with me. Yeah, she's a good dame, all right. Well, I think everything's ready now to try it out, Muggles. I'll just try the electricity once to see if it's connected. Huh? What'd you say, Muggles? Oh, uh, now it's just kind of swinging with the current. Uh, well, I think we're about ready to... Hey, oh. there's a doorbell. You suppose you got a patient? No, no, that's George. I'll let her in. Oh. Is you is the you ain't my baby. The way you well, are. Well, you're certainly going to town there. Me? <laughs> yeah. A few minutes and I'd have thrown myself right out the window. <laughs> well, this is a big test, isn't it, Freddie? Yes, and if it doesn't work now, Georgia, you better forget me. Don't be silly. It is going to work. It's greater than the X-ray machine. That'll mean so much to the world. That's right, Miss Georgia. I'm always telling the doc, don't be a pessimist. Be an optometrist. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Muggles, I'll try. Well, let's start. This suspense is killing me. Okay. Get in the chair, Muggles. Okay. And sit still now. Don't move a muscle. Can I even wiggle my toe? (laughs) No. All right. Here we go. Freddie, you turned it off. You don't mean it. Oh, I'm a failure. It's a complete washout. Oh, no, Freddie. Couldn't you even see the cords in my neck, Doc? No, it was just a blank. I couldn't see a single thing. Oh, dear. I thought sure I... Hey, wait a minute. What's the matter? This lever, that's what was the matter. You mean it should be up? Well, sure, that exposes the radium rays. No wonder it didn't work. I'll try it again quick, Freddie. Yeah, sure. Now, hold still, Muggles. Don't move. Okay, okay. How about it, Freddie? No, it's still the same. Oh, something must be wrong, Freddie. Sure, the whole thing's wrong. It was just a cockeyed idea. No, it isn't. I can't perfect it, Georgia. You might as well forget me. We'll never be able to get married. Now, listen here. I have faith in you, Freddie. And if I have to wait for you the rest of my life, that's okay with me. Georgia, you're the real thing. Hey, where'd Margot go? No place. He's still... Well, no, he isn't. Well, I'm still here. Who? Who said that? Well, that was Muggles. Well, of course it was. Well, but he's... Hey, where are you, Muggles? Where? Well, I'm right in this chair. The only muscle I'm moving is my tongue. But he isn't there, Freddie. You can see there's no one in the chair. Well, of course. Now, listen, Muggles. Quit the horseplay and stop hiding. Uh, hiding? Well, now, listen, Doc. You're hurting my feelings. Here I am, parked right in here in this chair. And you deny my very subsistence. Freddie, there's, there's something strange about this. Yes, I'll say there is. Uh, Listen, Muggles, do you see Miss Georgia and me standing here? Of course. Well, what am I doing now? You're scratching your left ear. He's in this room, Georgia. Why can't we see him? Uh, Muggles. Yes? Get out of the chair and walk over here and slap me on the back. I hear footsteps. Look, Doc, I don't get this. You want I should give you a love tap or should I slaw you? I want to feel it. Okay. You asked for it. Georgia, there's no doubt about it. I, I, I'm scared. Muggles, pick up that book on the table and give it to Miss Georgia. Sure thing. <laughs> Freddie, look, that, that book is floating through space. Yeah. Here you are, Miss Georgia. Ooh, this is dangling right here in front of me. Now, don't, don't be frightened, Georgia. Do you know what's happened? I know Roger's thesaurus is perched out there in midair. Georgia, Muggles is invisible. I, I'm what? <laughs> Freddie, you mean he's dead? No, no, no. There's something in the combination of that radium ion machine that's made him invisible. But I never heard of such a thing. No, neither has anyone else. Georgia, don't you see? I've stumbled onto something that's bigger than we ever dreamed of. A machine to make men invisible. Invisible? Hey, listen, this is very embarrassing. What's my girl going to think of me this way? <laughs> oh, Freddie, this is weird. It, it, it's just unnatural. It frightens me. Yeah, but think of it, Georgia. Why, well, I could rule the world with this machine. That's it. An invisible army. Think what it would mean in the war. The enemy would be terrified. They wouldn't know what to shoot at. Well, I know what you can shoot at, Doc. You get me back in my flesh for my date tomorrow night. 
Georgia, we're going to Washington. I'm going to offer this to the government. It's my duty as an American. Our announcer is talking with a young lady who looks very worried. Let's listen. And I tell you, it all adds up that I have the world's worst complexion. Uh-huh. A perfect case for solitaire cake makeup. I'll show you. Let's take your complexion faults one at a time. All right. My complexion is sallow and rough. Oh, that's simple for solitaire. Sponge on solitaire with its rich lanolin content. And in a minute, you have the kind of creamy, smooth, honey-colored complexion you've always wanted. And remember... Solitaire lasts for hours without retouching. How about the little lines around my eyes and these blemishes? With solitaire, they become your secret. Say, this is interesting. But would I look made up? Why, my dear young lady, don't you know that solitaire is the cake makeup that looks naturally lovely, even in bright sunlight? Hmm, I'm getting encouraged. Oh, uh, don't forget, I have a dry skin. What about that? Ever heard of lanolin? Well, of course. My favorite night cream has lanolin in it. Well, solitaire is a special blend of fine, wind-blown face powder and pure, rich lanolin. See why solitaire is the cake makeup that's good for your skin? Why, Mr. Announcer, solitaire has solved all of my complexion problems. Believe me, solitaire goes first on tomorrow's shopping list. Yes, solitaire solves many makeup problems, brings exquisite new beauty to any woman. If you've always wanted the creamy smoothness of a cake makeup, but have hesitated because it might be drying or might cake and look unnatural, try solitaire. It's a lanolin-rich cake makeup that's good for your skin, that looks naturally lovely always. Only 60 cents for a large compact. Only 25 cents for a handy purse size. Fairview will see you now, Dr. Uh... Yeah, Slade. Thank you. Come on, Georgia. Muggles. Are you sure you want me along? Yeah, absolutely. I need moral support. Uh, what about me, Doc? Uh, well, I think you're the immoral support. Come on. Mr. Fairview? Yes. And you're uh, Dr. Slade? Yes. This is my assistant, Miss Baker. Oh, how do you do? How do you do? <laughs> and me, I'm Muggles. What was that? Uh... Well, that's... Uh... That's what I came to talk to you about. But I heard a queer-sounding voice say something. Maybe might. There it is again. Muggles, will you shut up? Okay, but if he thinks my voice is queer, you ought to put his in front of the mirror. <laughs> Dr. Slade, what's going on here? Oh, that's what I wanted to explain. Well, let me tell you, I represent a man who represents a man in the War Department. And if you try anything, one touch of this bell will bring a detachment of wax. Don't be concerned, Mr. Fairview. Dr. Slade has an invention that will revolutionize modern warfare. Oh, yes, 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 I know. So has everyone else that comes in here. But it's a fact. Well, come, come. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's it's a radium ion machine that'll make human beings invisible. Yes, it's just like everything I... What did you say? I can do it. I can make men invisible. Miss Baker, is this man in his right mind? Every word he says is true. I've seen him do it. If you don't believe it, look at me. That voice. That awful voice. Well, let me explain. The voice you hear is that of my assistant. He's alive and standing right here in this room. And in my underwear, if you want to know the truth. What? <laughs> well, as long as I'm invisible, why suffer with the heat? Well, now, now listen to here. My, my nerves can't stand this any longer. But I want to offer my invention to the War Department. Your invention? I, I think you're a crackpot. How dare you? He's a genius. Genius? Ah, he's a man's a ventriloquist. Ventriloquist? Oh, but you said... Are you going to let him call you that, Doc? But you don't understand. I understand, Mr. all right. I understand you're a pair of charlatans, mountebanks. Now, now, get out, get out. Get but out. you've got to let me show you my invention. Get out, I say, or I'll call a detachment of, of something. <laughs> say, are you a Nicky or a Jitterbug? Now, don't you take me. Get out, I said. Get uh, out. Go on. I'll bet you're an anesthetic dancer. <laughs> Dr. Burnside will come here tonight. The senator, sure. He's up for re-election. In the fall, he'd balance turnips on his nose for two votes. But it's 6.30 now. Well, he promised he'd be here. Now, don't give up. He swings a lot of influence in Washington. He swings, huh? What's the name of his band? Yeah. Now, listen, Muggles. Hey, Muggles, where are you? I'm sitting in this chair. Yeah, well, keep your mouth shut tight. Mm. We've got to have Senator Burnside's support if we're going to sell this. 
There he is now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you wait here. I'll let him in. Oh, keepers, my gal is sure sorting me, Miss Georgia. I'm sorry, Muggles. She says I'm like a sirloin steak. She hears about me, but she never sees me. Senator, I'm certainly glad you're able to come. Uh, Senator Burnside, this is my assistant, Miss Baker. How do you do? How do you do? How do you do? Uh, now, if uh, you'll just have this chair, Senator. Yes, of course. Now you understand. I'm in a very... Oh, what was that? What was what that? Was that? Something in that chair shoved me right out. <laughs> Sorry, folks. It was me. What? Uh, it's nothing, Senator, really. I'll explain in just a moment. Yes, well, you must hurry. You for dinner at the Russian embassy. Well, you'll remember I told you in your office the other day how I happened on to this discovery. Yes, yes, good. Well, there's the machine. <laughs> You'd have me believe that that contraption renders men invisible? It does, Senator. I can prove it to you. Well, go ahead, go ahead. That's what I'm here for. Do you remember my telling you about my assistant, Muggles? Yes, yes. All right. He's here in this room, standing right beside you. Eh? Where? Now, listen. Muggles, I want you to take the Senator's hat and cane and put them over on that table. Sure thing, Doc. I'll just take the... <laughs> my hat! My... My word, that's floating across the room. Right to the table. Oh, see here. What what sort of chicanery is this? Senator, there's an invisible man here in this room with us. He took your things. I don't believe you. This is trickery. Very well. You sit in front of the machine and I'll make you invisible. No, you'll do no such thing. All right, then. I'll give you a demonstration. Uh, Georgia, bring in that pig, will you? Yes. I'll get the machine ready. You know, Senator, two foreign governments have approached me for this invention already. Yes. With money we loaned them, I bet. Well, Doctor, if all you say is true, I'll help you. Even though the War Department turns it down. But I must have proof. Oh, here's the pig, Freddy. Yeah, fine. Now, Senator, satisfy yourself that this is a real live pig. Yes, I can see that. All right. It's on the table. I'll turn on the electricity, pull the lever, and look. The pig's gone. Not gone. It's invisible. Listen, I'll poke it. Well, that's unbelievable. It's astounding. It's phenomenal. No, it's invisible. <laughs> and, Doctor, you, you, you say that this will render a human being the same way. There's no doubt of it. What a terrifying weapon. That it'd win the war overnight. Why, man, no one would believe this unless he saw it with his own eyes. Well, that's been the trouble. No one had let him demonstrate it. It will create a sensation. It will be in every newspaper in the country. Listen, this is important enough for me to do something that's never been done before in history. Yes, what's that? I'll call for volunteers. And arrange for a demonstration on the floor of the Senate. Senator Burnside has the floor. Thank you, Mr. President. Gentlemen of the Senate, you are all aware of the unusual request I made the other day. At that time, I explained the details of this stupendous discovery that is capable of changing the political face of the world. Here in front of you is the machine in question. Over here is a man who has volunteered to sit before the machine so that you may see an actual demonstration. Before your very eyes, that man will become invisible. Go ahead, Dr. Slate. Thank you, Senator. I'll sit out here with my colleague. Yes, Senator. All right, my man. Will you sit over here in front of the machine, please? That's it. Thank you. Everything set, Doc? Yeah. Are the chronostatic coils warm? All warmed up. Okay. Now we'll switch the current on. And pull the lever. Hey, on with the window, right, Doc? Listen to that. Muggles. What? Look. Do you see what I see? What? Look. Sheepers. The senators have all disappeared. Yes. <laughs> Something went wrong with the machine. Yeah. The senators are certainly role playing, ain't they? <laughs> Let's follow our announcer through the intermission crowd in the lobby. Mr. Announcer, I should be greeting you with an Indian war whoop or a big hug, hug. 
Don't tell me you're Pocahontas. No, but I am a redskin. You know, red hands, chapped legs, rough arms and elbows. Ah, perfect raw material for Canzana cream bomb. Raw material is right. Red and rough and raw. Not if you use Canzana cream bomb. That's the lotion that keeps your hands soft and smooth in spite of housework and chilly weather. You mean you don't have to have red hands if you do housework? Of course not. Use Canzana cream bomb regularly... And you can have satin smooth skin in spite of washing and laundry and housework. Now, look it. I've tried ever so many lotions, and they just won't keep my hands smooth. Why do you think Campana Cream Balm will? Young lady, I don't just think I know. You see, Campana Cream Balm is the new lotion with lanolin. And lanolin, you know, is wonderful for dry skin. For skin robbed of its natural oils by soapy water or exposed to cold weather or dry indoor heat. Really? Sure. Scientists say lanolin comes closer to duplicating the natural functions of the skin's own oil than anything else. Well, I guess I won't be a red skin after all. Yes, thousands of women have found that this new lotion with lanolin, Campana Cream Balm, keeps their skin extra soft and satin smooth. Get a bottle for your beauty kit tomorrow. It's Campana Cream Balm in the yellow and white carton. However, if your skin is extra dry or extra sensitive, ask for original Campana Balm in the green and white carton. Senator Burnside. Now stop temporizing. I wish to see Dr. Slade immediately. Sure, sure. Come in. <laughs> well, it's one hunk of fresh air to another. How are you, Senator? Get the doctor. Yeah. Oh, yes. Miss Georgia, this is the senator that, that you don't see here. He wants to make talk with Doc. Oh, I'll call him right away. Freddie! You know, that was too bad what happened to the Senate the other day. Busted Doc's machine. I can hardly restrain my grief. Yeah. Don't work no more, and he can't fix it. Uh, Senator Burnside? Yes. Standing here beside this chair, since you can't see me. Won't you sit down? I will not. Now, I want to know what you're going to do about this. Do you realize that the entire Senate of the United States is invisible? Yes, I know, all right. Do you realize what a catastrophe this is to the nation? Well, gosh, I'm awfully huh? sorry about it. Sorry. Sorry. Does your being sorry restore us to the sight of the voters? Do you know we're all coming up for re-election this fall? Uh, well, maybe it'll wear off by then. Maybe? Don't you know? No, I don't. Muggles has been this way for two months now. Oh, Grace Scott. What chance have we got of being re-elected if the voters can't see us? Think what a break it is for the voters, though. <laughs> Young man, it's only by the exertion of superhuman willpower that the senators are restraining themselves from tearing you apart bodily. Well, it wasn't Freddy's fault. He didn't know the machine was going to go haywire. Well, uh, what are you going to do about it? What can I do? Discover something to make us visible again. Well, I'll try. You'll have to. This whole nation, the whole world's talking about this. We're the laughing stock of humanity. Well, I think what humanity needs is a good laugh. Now, that's enough out of you, young lady. This nation's in chaos, and the Senate disappears. What could be worse? I can think of something better. Now, what's that? Having the house disappear, too. <laughs> Well, really, Senator, I'll work day and night. I'll do everything in my power to find something that'll restore you all to view. Oh, very well. But for heaven's sake, Doctor, do it before election. Uh, hurry up, operator, for Pete's sake. Uh, get the call through to my paper, will you, please? Uh, hello. Uh, hello, boss. Uh, I mean, hello, boss. Uh, stop everything. Grab this quick. It'll knock the mask head off the paper. Listen, the Supreme Court has just denied the existence of the U.S. Senate. What you can't see doesn't exist, they say. No law passed by the Senate in the last three months is any good. That means that nothing passed by the House is effective either. Think of it. No new laws. No more investigations. Muggles? Hey, Muggles. 
You calling me, Doc? Yes, what are you doing? Listening to him swing John Brown's body. Huh? Who's swinging a body? Benny Goodman over the radio. Boy, it's a hot arrangement, too. Skinny and goose. Well, never mind, never mind. Help me here. Are you still trying to mix up something that'll make these senators visible? Muggles, it's been five weeks now. I've got to. Yeah, but here you are, hid off from everybody, working all the time. I know, but the senators are nearly crazy. Here, hold this test tube. Sure. <laughs> you know, I don't mind being invisible anymore. I just walk into the movies free. I ride the streetcars for nothing. I... I suppose I'd be in trouble if I got appendicitis, though, huh? Hold that tube still. Yeah, all right. Look. Look at it. Muggles, I think I found the antidote. You mean this'll make us all the same as we used to be? Well, drink that and see. Oh, please, Doc. Go ahead, go ahead. You've got to. Well, okay, if you say so. Here goes. <laughs> there it is. Hold on. You ought to mix that stuff with root beer, though. Now, hold still. Hey, Doc. Look. Yeah. Look at my feet. You're coming back. Your legs are becoming visible. It works. Oh, jeepers. Look out. i got to take this to the senators immediately. Where are you going? I found the antidote. Look out. Oh, he's in a hurry, ain't he? Why, Muggles, I can see you. Standing there in your underwear. <laughs> well, what's happened? Well, it's something the doc mixed up. He's taking it up to the senators. Say, I am in my underwear, ain't I? But, but where's your head? Well, it... My what? Everything's visible but your head. Where's the mirror? Well, what do you know about that? Oh, Muggles, you look so silly. <laughs> yeah, well, I never did have a head for figures anyway. <laughs> oh, 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 Muggles. What? The senators will come back the same way, bodies with no head. <laughs> <laughs> They'll certainly be the most dignified body in the world then, won't they? <laughs> Just a bunch of the boys trying to get ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Doc, he's in the back room, worrying. Worrying? Mm. Well, have you seen the newspaper? No, he won't even go out of the house. He figures he's ruined. Why, the big chump. Freddy! Freddy! Yes, what do you want? Come here. Oh, George, I'm ashamed to look at you. What for? Well, I thought someday I might be a success and we could be married. But I made a mess of everything. Do you know what you're talking about? Of course. Election's only four weeks off, and look what I've done to the Senate. Well, I should think they'd like it. You don't have to shave, brush your teeth, comb your hair, wash behind your ears. I haven't had such a good time since I was a baby. Freddie Slade, if you'd get out of this house, you'd know what was going on. Have you heard the war's nearly over? The war? You mean we've won? Almost. We're ten miles from Berlin. We've invaded Japan. My gosh, how did it happen so fast? You're responsible. Congress hasn't been able to do anything for six months but test to the president. So with the politicians busy, the Army and Navy could finish up the war. George, you're not kidding me. Kidding you, darling. Look at this picture. Let's see. Booming Slade for next president of the United States. President? Georgia, that doesn't mean me. Nobody else, honey. Well, why didn't somebody tell me this? Why, Georgia, we can be married. I haven't been asked yet. Oh, precious, would you be my first lady of the land? Oh, Freddie. Say, Doc. Yeah? If you're president, would you do something for me? Anything at all, Muggles. What do you want to be? Me? I'd like to be Secretary of Slade. <laughs> and another original three-act play. And now we move out of the theater and into the street. What do you say we stroll down Broadway? Good night, Mr. First-Nighter. Good night. Watch your local radio columns for the news about Grand Hotel, a new Campana program coming soon.
First Nighter program is a copyrighted radio feature. Men, if you like to leave your house in the morning with a face that's really refreshed and well-groomed, try Dress Skin, spelled D-R-E-S-K-I-N. Dress Skin is Campana's famous aftershave lotion, a cool, clear, tingling liquid that gives your face a million-dollar finish. Ask for Dress Skin at your druggist. Fifty cents and one dollar a bottle. This is Mutual. Campana's First Nighter Program. From the Little Theater off Times Square. Starring Barbara Lottie and Olin Soule with an all-star cast. And sent you by Campana, the quality name in cosmetics. Theater time. And tonight, just ahead of Christmas, the little theater off Times Square is delighted to comply with the requests of thousands of its friends from coast to coast by offering for the ninth time the now famous Christmas play, Little Town of Bethlehem, the Bible story of the carpenter and his wife and their baby born in a manger. Among radio listeners, including members of the clergy, the annual presentation of the little town of Bethlehem has become an occasion of deep spiritual significance, a time when whole families, young and old, gather at the radio sets to enjoy the inspiration which attends the retelling of those memorable happenings in Bethlehem on a night long ago. The hour of the performance is drawing near, so let me introduce our host for the evening, Mr. First Nighter. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm delighted that you can be with us tonight for the most celebrated performance of the year in the Little Theater. My cab is waiting. Won't you join me? All right, driver. Wait there. Read all about it, Jim. Up Broadway and across 42nd Street. Yes, the Great White Way looks like one big dazzling Christmas tree tonight. And out just ahead is the Little Theater off Times Square. Well, here we are. Have your tickets ready, please. Have your tickets ready, please. Good evening, Mr. First Nighter. The usher will show you to your seat. Thank you. We'll go right in. of the First Nighter Program, Campana Sales Company, together with all of their employees, wish to contribute to your enjoyment of the first Peace Christmas since 1940 by the presentation of the sacred story of the birth of Christ in a manger in Bethlehem. We enter eagerly into the opportunity of offering you this evening the Christmas play, Little Town of Bethlehem by Anthony Wayne. In tonight's performance, Barbara Luddy will play the part of Mary, part of Joseph will be played by Olin Soule. An all-star supporting cast, including Sidney Elstrom, Hugh Studebaker, Herbert Butterfield, Willard Waterman, and Philip Lord, will portray the other characters. Since tonight's performance will be interrupted only by music between the acts, here is Mr. Billsbury with a special Yuletide greeting. Thank you and good evening. It is appropriate, I think, and it is heartfelt, too, this greeting I want to convey to you. It comes from Campana Sales Company, the sponsor, and all of their employees. They join together this evening in wishing you a very Merry Christmas, and they want to express with warm gratitude their appreciation of your loyalty to them during the past year. You and your friends all over the United States and Canada have chosen and used Campana products in ever-increasing quantities. And we cannot let this year-end pass by without saying thank you. During the past year, there became available again some of the ingredients which, for a long time, had been dedicated wholly to the war effort. As a result, we've been able to again stock the stores nationwide with what many women call their favorite wintertime hand lotion, rich, concentrated, original Campana Balm. We're delighted, as we know you are, that this famous cold-weather lotion could be reinstated on the toilet's goods counters in time for the winter weather this year. If by chance you've not been aware that original Campana Bomb is back in circulation again, just ask for it in its sparkling green and white carton at your nearest store. During 1945, we've made countless friends also with the famous solitaire cake makeup. Solitaire cake makeup contains lanolin, 
And more and more women every day are discovering the sure, smooth complexion beauty that solitaire gives them so easily, so quickly, and hour after hour without redoing. In the more recent months just past, countless friends have written us their compliments about the new and exciting solitaire fashion point lipstick, the lip-shaped lipstick, the only stick with a point that is shaped to fit your lips. Such acceptance is more than gratifying to all the workers at Campana, because we all have a very real pride in producing for you the very finest beauty aids that our hands can fashion. And now, may your Christmas be the merriest on record, and your new year brighter than ever before. are out, and the curtain rises on the first act of Little Town of Bethlehem. What is your name? Josiah, son of Obed, son of Asa, the son of Zacharias, the son of... Hold! Caesar does not ask who your ancestors were. Give me only your name. Josiah of Bethlehem. The name of your wife? Leah. Your trade and the number of your children? I am a shepherd with seven children. My flock's in the hills nearby and Enough! How much property do you own? My house and 50 sheep. That is all. Who is the next? And what is your name? Joseph, the son of Jacob, the son of Matan, the son of Eliezer. Hold, hold. Must every Jew who registers recite his lineage to me? Did you not hear me say that all I wanted was your name? But I am descended from the kings of Judea, from the great King David. I know, I know, so is everyone in Bethlehem. But the Roman emperor cares nothing about that. This is a Roman census. I'm sorry. I could have been through the enrollment by now if you Jews were not so garrulous. Come, is this your wife? My name is Mary. I, too, am of the line of David. Your voice sounds tired. Have you come far? From the town of Nazareth in Galilee. Sit down on that bench and rest a moment. Thank you. Now, Joseph, what is your trade? How many children and how much property? I am a carpenter. I have no property except my tools and the animal on which my wife has ridden from Nazareth. There are no children, as yet. Very well. That is all. Pardon, my lord, but we have no place to sleep. There was no room at the inn. Can you help me? Uh, the town is filled with those who returned for the enrollment. I can do nothing. Uh, oh, wait. Do you see that man talking with the soldier at the roadside? That is Simon, a rich merchant. He has a large house. He may have room for him. Thank you. Come, Mary. You have found a place for us to rest? We will ask for a place to rest. Pardon, sir. You are the merchant, Simon? Yes. What do you want? I am Joseph of Nazareth, and this is my wife, Mary. The Roman governor said you might have some room in your house where we could sleep. I have no room. The governor and his men are staying with me. If you only had some small corner where we could rest. My wife is very weary, sir. I have said that my house is filled. You may sleep in the stable if you wish. That is all I can do for you. The stable? Let us go there, Joseph. We have tried so many places. A stable, Mary? It is not what I would like. We must be content. Lift me up to the saddle. There. If you lead the way, the little beast will follow. Oh, Simon. I'm tired of listening to this babble. Claudius? Take my place here. I'm going to rest. Taking the census is an exhausting task, my lord. Everyone in Judea must spring from Bethlehem. People have been pouring into the town all day. Bethlehem is the city of David. And everyone who is registered here claims descent from him. That is true. And the dream of every mother of David's line is that she will bear the king of Micah's prophecy. Micah's prophecy? Have you never heard it? But thou, Bethlehem... Though thou be little among the thousands of Judea, yet out of thee shall come forth he that is to be ruler in Israel. <laughs> so that's the prophecy, eh? 
You're all waiting for this new king. Many believe he will come, my lord. And you, Simon? What about you? Do you believe it? Uh, I? Oh, it is rather the uh, shepherds who talk of me. I see. You're very careful, Simon. Perhaps you fear Herod, your king. Herod despises the prophecy of Micah. He hates Bethlehem. It would be well to keep this legend from him, then. But um, tell me about the carpenter and his wife from Nazareth. Did they find lodging? I offered them my stable. You... Your stable? Was there no room in your house? The stable is good enough for such as they. My house is kept for Romans, my lord. <laughs> oh, it's little wonder, Simon, that you are a rich and powerful man in Bethlehem. You have all the necessary qualities. Thank you. If you are ready now to go to my house... Oh, not yet. The enrollment will be going on far into the night. Oh, this town of Bethlehem is really beautiful, Simon. Ah, my lord, in the days of David, Bethlehem was great. One can see that. But the sons of David are not the warriors that he was. Ah, these crumbling walls. These broken battlements. <laughs> and yet you believe that your next king will come from here. No, that... As I have told you, is but the tale of shepherds. A Roman soldier need not... Hark! Some nobleman is at the city gate. Who can it be? We shall soon see. Make way for King Herod! It is King Herod. King Herod has come to Bethlehem. I shall have a king, the ruler of Judea, as my guest tonight. Oh, I am the proudest man in the world. comes down on the first act of the little town of Bethlehem. Good to me, Joseph. You're tired, Mary. There. Now lie down. Could you not bring the beast in out of the cold? It is cold. But it is a clear, still night, Mary. Everything is peaceful. And there's a wonderful star over the courtyard. Can you see it through the open door? Yes, I can see it. All the others are a white mist. Is it standing still? It seems to stand still. What is that, Joseph? Just someone bringing horses into the stable. It's the merchant himself, Joseph. He is leading the horses over here. I pray, sir, you're frightening my wife. Oh, oh. the man from this. I'm sorry, but uh, you will have to move. King Herod honors my house tonight. These are the horses of his party. King Herod? But his horses must have the best all. But what are we to do? My wife... All my life I have prayed that I might be honored by a visit from the king. Surely you would not turn us out. 
move down to the um, other end of the stable. That stall where you see a manger. Uh, you can sleep there. That will do, Joseph. Let us move. I'm sorry, Mary. I seem able to do so little for you. It does not matter. I am supremely happy. I wish I had a better place to offer you, but one does not often have a visit from a king. He is at supper now with the Roman governor. I must go back to them. That is true, Simon. One does not often have a visit from a king. I regret to hear that you have so few about you whom you can trust, King Henry. There is no man whom a king can trust, Quirinius. Those whom I have loved most dearly have betrayed me. My wife, one of my sons, plotted against me. That is very sad. <laughs> and paid with their heads. Now my youngest son, him who I trusted above all others, was turned against me. And he, too, has uh, paid with his head? <laughs> Not yet. I have but to reach the ear of Caesar. I see, I see. Ah, you understand me, Quirinius. Let me tell you this. Great Caesar has no more faithful friend in all Judea than I, Herod. I'm sure of that. Bend close, Quirinius. There is something I would say to you. I suspect there may be treason brewing here in Bethlehem. These men have a myth about their descent from David. They plot continually for a new king. The Messiah will come out of Bethlehem. I've heard the prophecy. But don't you see? They're plotting against me. It amounts to little. They've been talking of this for hundreds of years. Mm. I am not so sure... When I called the scribes of the people together and asked them where this child was to be born, they said, in Bethlehem. Is that why you've come to Bethlehem tonight? Mm. Perhaps. And perhaps I shall stay longer than a night just to make sure these Jews are not plotting. What is that babble outside? Probably some of your Greek mercenaries gambling with my men. Simon! Simon! Where are you? I am here, O king. Then quiet those brawlers in your courtyard. I shall do so at once. Quiet! Quiet for the king! This Roman soldier does not understand us, Simon. Shh! I know your faces. You are shepherds from the hills. What do you want? We bring tidings of great joy, Simon. As we watched our flocks in the fields tonight, an angel of the Lord stood beside us. Shh, speak softly. And the bright light shone around us so that we were afraid. But the angel said, Fear not. I bring you good news which shall be a joy to all people. For there is born in Bethlehem a Savior. You are mad. Do you want us all put to the sword? And this shall be a sign to you. You will find the child wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. In a manger? And there was a song in the air, a heavenly throng, Simon, singing. Silence! You are mad! Would the king of Micah's prophecy be born in a manger? But we spoke with an angel of the Lord. You must forget what happened. Go back to your flocks. There is no king born in a manger. Only a carpenter and his wife from Nazareth are resting in the stable. We have come to worship the newborn Messiah. Be off! There is no king but Herod. And if Herod should hear you, it would go hard with all the men of Bethlehem. Be off! Off! Ah, oh, Simon. Who are your visitors? Oh, oh, oh Quirinius, is it you? You uh, followed me? Only to help you if my help were needed. Who were those men? Uh, oh, just shepherds. Moon-crazed shepherds. They told a wild tale of hearing angel voices. I thought I heard them speak of a messiah. How does it go? But thou, Bethlehem, 
Out of thee shall come he that is to be ruler in Israel? <laughs> My lord is pleased to jest, but I pray you will not speak of this. I am so afraid of the king. My lord, I beg you not to speak of it to Herod. I think Herod has already heard. And the curtain comes down on the second act of tonight's play. Simon, I must ask you. Those shepherds, you are sure they were not conspirators in disguise? No, no, King, they were only shepherds. Word has been brought me that they sought the king of Israel. Uh, they said uh, that as they tended their flocks that night, an angel appeared to announce that the king honored Bethlehem by his presence. <laughs> an angel announced my presence, sir? <laughs> Did you hear that, Quirinius? Good omen, is it not? It may, perhaps, mean much to your kingdom. All Judea knows your greatness, O king. But why? Simon, why did you not bring them to me, then? Oh, they were but rough men with the smell of their flocks about them. I did not want to disturb you when you were feasting. I see. You sure it was I they sought? There was no talk of the ruler of Israel who is to come out of Bethlehem? Surely your majesty does not believe that fantastic prophecy. I am wary of everything, Quirinius. Today, three astrologers from the east came to me and asked for the newborn king of the Jews. They had seen his star rise in the east, they said, and followed it here. You remember the shepherd spoke of that star? It is only the old legend. Mm, perhaps. <laughs> I told the wise men to look diligently for the child and to send me word when they had found him so that I, too, might do him homage. <laughs> homage. I would put him to death. I would kill him if I had to make away with all the boys under two years old in Bethlehem. Spoken like a king, O'Hara. Uh, but now, if you'll permit me, I'll go to bed. Nine days of feasting find me weary, and tomorrow there's much to do. Good night. You move on to Jerusalem tomorrow, Quirinius? Yes. Will you honor me with your company? We shall ride together. I thank you. Good night. Are you resting, Mary? You're quiet. I think of the shepherds, Joseph. I want to treasure up all they said and ponder it. David's throne, an endless reign, the old prophecy coming from their lips. I am the happiest woman in the world tonight. He is the most beautiful baby in the world tonight, Mary. He is saintly, saintly. 
see the even flow of his breath, Joseph. You feel a mingled joy and, and terror watching it. The joy of life and the terror of, of death. Do not speak of death. Joseph, you're troubled. You are frightened. What is it? It is Herod, feasting there in Simon's house these past days. I had a dream. An angel of the Lord came to me and said, Arise, take the child and his mother and flee into Egypt, for Herod will look for the child in order to kill him. Joseph, what is that? I do not know. Shh, quiet. We seek a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. The Christ Jesus. How, how did you know his name? Who are you? We are three kings from the east. We have followed his star and ridden fast to find and worship the king of the Jews. The star stood still over Bethlehem. So it is written by the prophet. Come, wise men. Here is the child. The child who shall be king of the world. His goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. And he shall tread upon the high places of the earth. Joseph. Do you hear what they say? Yes, Mary. Let us lay down our gifts before him. Caskets of gold. Gold as tribute to a king. Frankincense for the priest. And myrrh for the body's belly. We must make haste and ride away. We have been warned in a dream to return to our own country lest Herod destroy us. You hear what he says, Mary. Even as we were warned to flee into Egypt, lest Herod seek the child to destroy him. It was close to morning. Are you equal to leaving at once? Yes, yes, let us go. We must not think of ourselves, only of him. Let us go without delay. Herod is sleeping now. If you would escape his malice and hatred, we will wait for you at the city gate. the animal ready, Mary. Come, let me lift you up. There. And put the child in your arms. Wait, Joseph. That man outside. The Roman governor. Ah, man of Nazareth. You're leaving before dawn? We have obeyed the decree of Caesar Augustus and enrolled. We must now return. We have a long journey before us. Yes, a long journey. I did not mean to disturb you. I was restless and could not sleep. Oh, what have we here? So, a new little carpenter. Yes, a new little carpenter. And like every Jew, I suppose you dream that he will be the prophesied ruler of Israel? We have great expectations. Well, after a stay in this city, listening to your prophecies and visions... I only wonder that a new king has not been born. What faith you Jews have. You have no fear of our faith? Like Herod? Romans are soldiers. You Jews dream too much. But go your way, good carpenter. I even hope, perhaps, that your son may be the long-awaited leader of Israel. down the curtain on our Christmas play in the little theater off Times Square. The audience has responded to the spirit of reverence with which our talented players have portrayed their roles. If you like tonight's performance, a letter from you would be appreciated. Now the members of the First Nighter cast send you and your family their most sincere good wishes for the holiday season.
Montana's First Nighter program, a copyrighted radio feature, brought you tonight a play taken from the Bible. If you enjoyed the performance, a letter from you would be appreciated. A word from our audience is always appreciated. CBS is the biggest show in town. Listen again for First Nighter next Saturday at this same time and stay tuned for the Dick Ames Show, which follows immediately over most of these stations. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. And that's this week's Mutual Presents feature. The Mutual Audio Network brings the best of old-time radio and modern audio theater to the world. Be sure to subscribe through the Mutual Audio Network podcast feed, any of our podcast days, or the Mutual YouTube channel, which includes MadCon and many other extra features and shows. See you all next time at Mutual Presents. Good night. Now, you seem to me to be a connoisseur of the best of radio drama. In which case, make sure you're subscribed to the Monday Matinee Feed. There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio drama. So yeah, either the main Mutual Audio Network feed for all types and genres of audio drama, or the Monday Matinee. And we'll see you there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.